The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts Sunday morning, 9 to 10 WBT. What up, Trent? Hey, Patrick. Hey, Trent. We uh rolling through August. Oh, rolling. July. Excuse me. It's July. only July. It is, it, well, I think you talked about it last week. Like, where did summer go? It was here. And, and if you didn't know, here's we time. have a, a heating and cooling business, Roby yeah. Services, Roby Heating and Cooling. Yeah. And we were real concerned because June was so chilly. <laughs> Nobody was giving us any business, but I think it's heated up. It's heated up. Yeah. No, it, that's So if right. you're sweating, give us a call. 704-334-6447. Man, he still wow. got it. He said it real fast. So like you weren't really I sure. Was, like you uh, were I thought that could have been there. our old fax number. That's right. <laughs> Three three two six three five one is that yeah. number. Oh yeah, wow. All right. I think fax fax machines are pretty much gone now. Do you ever hear the story about me throwing the fax machine off the balcony? Yeah. I did that I, one I time. I'm frustrated. That. Well the fax machine I think they had that in the movie too, right? When they call it office space, so they beat up a fax machine. I think our office could be office space sometimes. <laughs> Reagan actually is that it hold on. Dave Steve Carell is office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reagan, I was on the phone with Reagan the other day, and I walked to the office and talking to our wonderful ladies that, that work up in the front of the office. And she was on the phone, and she said, "Oh my gosh!" She said, "I can just see Steve Carell walking." They're calling the you, right Steve now. Carell. My wife was. So oh. I think she think, and she told me one time Sorry. she thought he was a good-looking man. <laughs> he, is, he, he is the boss man. Pretty excited yeah. about That's, that. That shows like, good. Does, does Steve Carell make you laugh and feel good? She's like, "Yeah." So made me feel good. I said, baby, I couldn't. You couldn't have given me a better compliment on this Wednesday. There you go. So anyway, you gotta take them when you can get them. I take anything you give me. What you giving me? What am I giving you? I don't. I give you. I like quarters. You give me some quarters. I gave you a whole bunch of quarters uh, about uh, what was that two or three weeks ago? You took a bunch of my quarters. I did. You did. I like quarters. You did. I roll quarters. They were in my, the form. My kids have started rolling quarters. Something me and uh, me and Dad used to do. We'd roll quarters, dime, nickels, and pennies, and then he'd give them to my sister. Bob was in the form <laughs> of a Venmo transfer. Oh, oh those are. <laughs> yeah. We call those dollars. <laughs> Four quarters makes a dollar. We call that El Papel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, my dad used to always tell me, say, "Help me roll these, help me roll these coins." And I, oh yeah, thirty minutes on the living room floor, and then he said, "You're not getting any of this. This is going to Taylor." I'm like, dude, that's messed up. I think he gave her a couple thousand dollars in coins because she really needed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he just did it so, to rub salt in the wound. Hold up, so you rolled it, and then he gave it to Taylor. And we Taylor, rolled it. It was a bonding thing. I got taught it. me how to. To handle my you change. thought you were going to get a couple packs. One of time when I was a kid, me and my buddy uh, Scotty Two Hotty Westside, <laughs> we had a we had some pennies and we went out on the deck and we we I think we got about three or four pennies into the river. We were throwing pennies into the river off the deck, and he came outside. Uh, and I yeah, got I spanking. I don't think son. that's something Papa Ron would have enjoyed. Yeah, you don't. He that, said, that, "Son, you know how hard them pennies are to come that's by." That's it. I'm surprised he didn't hand you a snorkel and a pair of goggles. And, and say, I said that our guest today, Alex Bryant, who we're not going to let talk to the second segment. This guy is a character. <laughs> yeah. He looked at me because I know he would resonate with that story. He said, "Oh man, throwing away pennies." That's 
<laughs> chase the pennies, they turn into dollars, right? That's the you old know, saying. I, I pick up a penny, unless it looks like it's got some real nasty goo on it. I'll pick it up. You don't put a little put goo gone on pocket. that thing, wash it off, and off you go? I mean, man, if I'm walking in the Lowe's parking lot and I don't... Well, you, the reality <laughs> of what you're saying is crazy because, I mean, I would bet you in five or ten years we don't even have <laughs> coins anymore. We're almost to that point now. Remember, that actually, coin, remember the coin shortage? I've actually been with people, peers, in my last 40 years. I'm 45, so probably didn't happen, probably 30 years. <laughs> that I mean, like, literally would pull pennies, dimes, and nickels out of their pocket and throw it on the ground. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, I don't need this. I'm like, and, and needless to say, these folks are still poor. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, why would I don't understand? You know, I look at that in lies the opportunity. So you go, you just walk behind them all day. Yeah, they would do it, and then they started doing it because they thought it was funny. Because I'm scram- scrambling for coins. <laughs> That's messed up, man. <laughs> it's like, watch this. We're gonna throw this over by that mean dog. Turn go get it. <laughs> I got some coins in my closet. No, I remember that. We used to have the big, like the big five gallon jug in the corner of the hallway, and you throw a penny, a few dollars. Man, I think we probably got a couple hundred bucks out of that joker. You know, I I kind of collect junk silver, and and there's yep. a period of time coins, uh, quarters, and and dimes, uh, and and half dollars and dollar coins in the early 1900s and 1800s uh, were made out of 90 percent silver. Yeah, and they call it junk silver because. It's not worth a dollar. It's worth what the melt value is of silver. So about 15, 20 years ago, I discovered this, and so I started going to laundry mats, and I would put $10 in and get $10 worth of quarters and take them home, and you can look at the edge of the coin and see if it's made of full silver. You did that? I did this for like months. No way. And... uh and my dad used to give me a hard time. He thought it was cool I'd be on the living room floor. I could take hey, my, man. Take all my new quarters over to his house and look through them. We've and then I asked him if I could source his, Taylor's, my sister's money that he gave her. And uh, that's he, kept, he kept saying, man, that's washed up. That's old hat. No, Everybody's man, already done that. That's scrap silver. We, we, we know somebody that made a pretty good lick on some scrap silver nobody wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Silver remnants. Silver you know. remnants. I don't know. So anyway, when I, I was at the beach a month or two ago, I go to the flea market, had, had a couple extra dollars, and I found the coin. The Make my market. kids go yeah. with me. I yeah, find yeah. the coin dealer. He he's he was twenty. No, he was seventeen. Been doing it since he was ten, collecting coins since he was ten. Had a little shop at the flea market. Oh, that's cool. Surfside Beach, and hung out with him like four different days. Bought some coins off of him. So you know it's the the little things in life of being a, a hard asset entrepreneur. So uh, we're taking a picture. Alex is taking a picture of us. My hair's messed well, up. Thank you. Alex. I hadn't started taking my Propecia yet, but it's only agenda. You got a couple. Actually, I'll talk I about that in it. the last segment. So you want to hear it. about my Propecia story? Stay till it. the last segment. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We got Alex Bryant when we return, and Patrick's still in the house. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. I didn't ever know you could get so stiff, that little Snare drum. march. Yeah. I mean, I think TJ's taking us back to the Civil War period. He's talking about these old, the old coins. silver dollars. The gold Let's rush. Let's go. David Baird sent me a link yesterday about somebody that discovered a bag of Civil War coins, gold and silver, 
in buried in, on their farm. He said, "Now I have something new to look for." It just so happens we're talking about old silver, old silver coins. And Alex, you chimed in during the break and said your granddaddy was in the silver. Yeah, coin. absolutely. So my granddaddy Depression era grew up at it. Didn't trust That's money. Awesome. Doesn't trust banks. Didn't at the time, you know. But uh, love silver. Peddled in a little bit of gold. That's back when you could buy it pretty cheap. You know? Yeah. Um, but now you see inflation coming up. Silver's definitely moving in the right direction too. You know. You know I like it because you can touch it. Yeah. You feel yeah. you feel the consistency of it. Uh, and and how many hands have touched it over these hundreds of years and all that stuff? Uh, I just think it's neat. It tells a story for sure. For sure. So uh, where are you from? So originally from Richmond County, Ellerby, North Carolina, yeah, agricultural right. town, kind of in the Piedmont area. I always tell everybody over here it's half the way to the beach. I was going to say, Wilmington, yeah. You know, <laughs> going through Rockingham, That's, where a lot of people see Richmond County, but yeah, you know, Rockingham. It's grown in the past, in the past few years. And this yeah. is where your granddad was? Yep, lived. Ellerby, Ellerby, North Carolina. Ellerby, North Carolina. Yeah, get that right now. Ellerby. <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool. Uh, we we met through through a fella from Gastonia, uh, Julian Roush, uh, and and he won a. Uh, we donated a Diamond Creek golf trip to the In Reach uh, yeah, great charity team. tournament. Yeah. We've had In Reach on here. Yeah. We're big fans. Yeah, and uh, he won the bid. Actually, somebody else won the bid, and I said, "Hey, if you match their bid, donated In Reach, I'll take you." Uh, and you were his guest, one of his two guests, uh, and we hung out for about 36 hours and had a blast. We had a good time. And <laughs> hit it off. And uh, you hu- you were hustling. We rode in the car together there, hung out, played golf, had dinner, got up the next day, ate breakfast, rode in the car together back. And uh, you have a business you're, that, that is, I think, your primary business now. I think you, you're in a... Got your hands and stuff. You like to hustle. Uh, International Fruit Company. That's right. And you were on the phone slinging this product, talking to all your customers. That's awesome. It was so intriguing. I was like, man, this guy, we have a lot in common. And then we have the silver thing in common. Absolutely, man. I've actually got people wanting blueberries right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hold on. We need to take a break. I get excited to hear about this kind of stuff. You got to go, yeah, sell the blueberries. No, we're good. So uh, you grew up in Ellerby. Yeah, yeah. And what did, what's your family? What did your family do? Grew up in Ellerby, agricultural town. My dad, granddad were both in poultry oh, at yeah, the time. Okay. So yeah. I grew up working in the summers, you know, picking up dead chickens oh, and feeding goodness. chickens and working at the farm. And uh, that that went a long way with us. You know, we're not scared of hard work. So No, I, I just got my – we talk about that a lot here. We have some experience. I mean, third, not uh, personally, but in-laws. My yeah. in-laws are farmers in Indiana and then Trent – uh, your wife, uh, grandparents grew up in Illinois farmers. Yeah, and so we just grew up there. That I mean, I was too. I mean, Looking that, for that way of life is. I mean, it, if oh. you're not, if you're afraid of hard work, that's not the place for that's you. That's right. And we we progressed into swine in the mid '90s. My family yeah. did, and then over the last six or seven years, I've kind of moved more toward the management of those swine farms, and we grow for Smithfields. And uh, your dad and your brother, your dad and brother are in it too. Yep, still yeah. there. It's still there. Yep. Yeah, and now Dad, you Dad's live. been battling some health issues, yeah. but that's where we've kind of stepped in. But we still, he still likes to get in the middle of it. He'll yeah, come help yeah. us bail hay, and 
I thought it was cool. You were talking about your dad. You know, I'm very fond of my dad. We talk about Papa Ron on the radio a lot. Uh, God rest his soul. But uh, it's cool to talk, see somebody that's fond of their dad. Their dad's still in the game. Yep. I know, I know he's feeling good. He's been battling some cancer and things like that, but I know he's feeling good when he's out there getting on to us. You know? When he's out there working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he's working I mean, that, and yeah. telling us what we're doing wrong. You know? you're like, yeah. it's just like, like Probably the older you get, the more you're like, okay, I'm going to let this Absolutely. one slide off my back. Absolutely, As a kid, man. we used to hate that, right? Don't tell me what to do. But yeah. I never had yeah. that problem. I like to take orders. I mean, you heard what brought us into this segment. The march. I mean, really? Goodness gracious, TJ. I think he just cut the volume down because I got so excited. I thought we were going into a 4th of July show. I was like, Sorry if I just blew your left ear drum, Mr. Listener. Mr. Listener. TJ's Uh, So, now you live in Gaston County. Yep, live in Cramerton, Cramer Mountain. Cramer Mountain, in the club. In the club, yep. And great, you, great place. Are you you are involved in the politics of the club? Uh, I wouldn't call them <laughs> politics, but my, I, I'm on the board there. Came there last year, and it's been uh, been interesting. I didn't grow up in country clubs, if you can't tell, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's been an experience That's for sure. Right. But it's a great place to live, great place to play. It is neat. We picked you up at your house yep. uh, the first when we met, yep. and, and you live live in there. We met uh, part parts of vehicles at, at the clubhouse, right? Which they they've redone. Y'all have all been a part of that is very successful yes really cool come a long way and when i was a kid we built a house uh in in, in kramer mountain country club uh my dad did like 84 85 so uh, i always thought it was a really cool place very sentimental to me what brought you to gaston county uh my wife preferably that's the main she thing. from gaston county? she's from lincoln actually oh, so okay. we both went yeah. to unc charlotte uh, i played baseball there she was a cheerleader so <laughs> nice. that's where we met then we kind of, you know, split ways. 2009, I graduated from, from Charlotte and went back home because that was the middle of the recession. <laughs> and yeah. there wasn't a job. I had an international business degree. and International business International degree. business and couldn't get a phone call. So That's it was an interesting time for me, you know. And so what, uh, you play baseball at UNCC? I played baseball at UNCC. Uh, yeah. What position did you play? I got recruited as a shortstop, played some there in, as cool. my freshman year. Then moved to third base, first base, but played behind an All-American local guy, Aaron Bray. He's really? from here. Yeah, one of my good friends. Uh, but he was All-American, and I mean, just stellar. And I, I knew my place. <laughs> you know, I wanted to win, and he was our best shot at winning. So I didn't. So argue. He played shortstop. He played third base. Yeah, he played third base. Yeah, so I played behind him mainly. He told a story about busting you and getting hit with the line drive. Yeah, all freshman year, shattered orbit and all that. I mean, wow, it's a fast game at that level. Well, you're talking about metal bats and college baseball. I mean, oh, yeah. you're right. I had a friend coming up. He, I'm, I think an inch one way or the other, he might not be here with us still. Oh, yeah. uh, it's very dangerous. The but. transition from high school to, to college is, especially Division One. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> yeah, third base is a hot corner, too. Uh, yeah, you played some of that, right? I did. I played Legion ball. I played third base. And uh, I've, only, I've only tried to dip one time in my whole life. And I was a sophomore, Tobacco, and the yeah. seniors on my Legion baseball team would chew and dip. And I was like, oh, I'll try this. And I took a little piece, and I went out there to third base, and if a ball would have been hit at me, it would have killed me. <laughs> so I've never done, I'm not saying I'm a perfect guy, but I've never done that again. <laughs> I've done enough for you. Don't worry. I was say, you swallow that, you're not used to it. <laughs> you country boy from Ellerby. Yeah. And I'm glad I don't have to play third base anymore because I used to be scared when I was over there. But, but I didn't show it. Yeah. I just hung in there. Just take a few steps back. You'll be all right. Well, when we played we played <laughs> softball, softball yeah. for the our company got a softball team last year, 
and oh i gotta play shortstop you know i'm the only one dumb enough to play shortstop and i'm out there at shortstop these guys are jacking the ball and it's a dirt infield and i'm like I'm gonna get killed. You're, gonna, get get, you're gonna get hurt. I'm gonna get hit in the head. Take one of these <laughs> with a jugular. That ain't gonna feel <laughs> and good. This is the stupidest thing ever. You see oh. the pitchers wearing the the mask. Yeah, you know, catcher's they mask. Too, and the shortstop doesn't. <laughs> we well, see it. So uh, so yeah. So you played baseball. I think that's really cool. We got that in common too. You played baseball at UNC Charlotte. That's a big feat. Playing college, Division One college yeah. baseball, any athletics is very strong. Yeah, that, that was my goal. That was my goal. I, I knew we went and watched the Indians one time, had a local guy that invited us up. He was in the big leagues, and he let us watch him coming out of the hotel. And at that moment in high school, I, I knew I wouldn't be a major league player, so my goal was to be. You wanted to player. come out. You wanted these to be guys a were just player. huge. You know, hey, I mean, yeah, I, did, I, I didn't I mean, look like yeah. them. Let's say that. Well, I tell the joke. I tell the joke. I played with uh, Chad Durham, Ray Durham. Played a lot of years for the oh, White yeah. Sox. Very successful. Charlotte went to Harding, and uh, I played with Chad. He was short. I was third, and I was working out all the time, thinking I was going to go be a professional baseball player. I mean, if you see me, I'm about a buck sixty wet. And uh, I got in a truck after the game. I realized the scouts were there, and they weren't looking at me. They didn't care if I was hitting 500 520 or whatever and i get in a truck i look at my dad i'm like what'd you do to me and he says son what are you talking about and i said this i realized i wasn't fit to be a big league ball player he didn't have the genetics he started he started laughing he said son he said i figured you have to see it on your own but you're gonna have to work hard in life study hard work hard made out for these sports (laughs) so anyway you were you played Division One baseball, so that's good. Will you stick around for a few minutes? Absolutely, I'll be here. And international business, international fruit company. I put two and two together. Alex Bryant, <laughs> when we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm a Trent Hayson for the Roby Family Companies. We are your hosts. Miss the last couple of segments, go back, you can listen to our podcast, or you can go back and listen to them in any social media. Are you taking I, I want to reiterate how cool the show is. You, and, and, yeah. And, and reiterate that I say this on the show all the time. Uh, I got a text the other day, a buddy, an old old buddy of mine, entrepreneur, John Maltzby, uh in the real estate business, uh, old high school friend, and we, 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 we still see each other a fair amount, and our kids are friends, our wives are friends, sent me a text Sunday and said, hey, I listened to the Jeremy Fulkerson podcast. It was a couple weeks ago. Great. Yeah, South Park Baseball. And I hadn't sure. listened to it. I don't really listen to the show. I said, cool. He said, man, it was great information. He's a John's a baseball coach, yeah. very involved in his kids' sports. So I was paying bills or do, doing some receipt filing or something Sunday. So I played it and listened to it, and I, laughing at ourselves. But uh, I say that because the beauty of being able to do this show is I meet Alex, we hang out, he's doing his thing, I'm intrigued, I want to get to know him better, I want to flatter him, build our friendship, vice versa, ask him to come on the show, of course, you came, you, you, you got the personality. And this guy's story, we hadn't even got into it, and it's crazy. Well, you did kind of link it all together with the baseball, because if you, I mean, we're talking about Alex being a, a, a you know, college, Division One college baseball player at UNCC, major in international business, and I think where we're going is now he has a business called International Fruit. So he told me, and I'm a little foggy, how you got into yeah. the fruit business. Oh nine, you graduate international business degree from UNC Charlotte, and you move back home because yep. there wasn't any work in 09. It was destitute in Charlotte, and you go back to Ellerby. 
go back to Ellerby, working at uh, just odd end jobs around the farm, family stuff. Yeah. I get a call from my cousin, who's a teacher at Pinecrest High School in Pinehurst, and she says, you've got a minor in Spanish, because with an international business degree, you had yeah, to have a language, sense. you know, sure. and I said, yeah. yeah, well, how many hours do you have? And I told her, she said, our Spanish teacher just walked out. Of the classroom. Can you come fill in? This is like October, right? Si, bueno. Yeah, absolutamente. You know? Yo juego a deportes. I'm like, I need money. You've got a job. I'll do it. So they said, let's go. Yeah, so went in lateral entry. You know, I actually enjoyed the teaching side of it. But around February, I told them I'd finish out the semester. I knew it wasn't a long term plan. But around February, I got a call from a local winery. And they said, hey, we've been making wine for about two years. Can you come in and help us sell our wine for us? So I sold the first bottle there. That was in Mount Gilead called Little River oh, that's cool. uh, Winery. And uh, that was 2000, 2012, uh, 2010, I guess. And um, was there two or three years. And then 2012, Chiquita moved to town, the yeah, banana company, sure. out of, from Ohio. Charlotte threw a bunch of money yep, at them. Convention Center, yeah, yep, the whole deal. NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah. And um, I was one of the hires there. So that got me in the produce business. So you went to work for Chiquita. I went to work for Chiquita, and I never touched a banana other than what they gave us during the week. <laughs> you know, they gave us free allocations of bananas. <laughs> so didn't sell, bananas, didn't sell bananas, didn't source bananas, did nothing with bananas. I was in a totally different division <laughs> but that I didn't eat, even know existed at the time. But it was you know? to eat bananas. <laughs> that's awesome. So that, that, that division was called the deciduous. Well, if you don't know deciduous, that's uh, trees that lose their leaves in the fall. Okay, so you learned something today. Okay. I learned right? a lot. So though. we're talking grapes, blueberries, citrus, uh, peaches, plums, nectarines, which are lumped in stone fruit. And uh, I was basically number three there. So I had a big boss, a, you know, my main boss, and then it was me. And uh, six months in, my, our big boss comes to my boss and I at the time and says, hey, we're shutting this whole division down. The deciduous division. The deciduous division. No more trees. $60 million division. We're shutting it down. I want a bow in it, a bow. I want it wrapped up with a bow in three months. So I collected a bunch of money for the company. We shut it all down. Well, about one month into it, we went to our big boss and said, hey, instead of shutting this division down, why don't you give it to us to operate under the Chiquita label? Well, they all we ran it up the flagpole. They took it to the top and... At that time, it, there, yeah. At that time, it was just a, uh, it was a crazy time at Chiquita. Yeah, they were struggling pretty bad, so they gave it to us. They gave us a license, <laughs> licensing agreement. We had to pay them so much per box to use the Chiquita logo, and we did that for about two years. Started international oh, fruit no company way. with that. Had an office in the Hall of Fame building, and you know how it is with a new business, right? It's hard to get started. Sure, but that that right there, the label, the office, the whole deal gave us kind of a little. Firepower, it gave you, know? you some street cred. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that was that was the start. Um, a year later, I ended up merging with a California grape grower, probably one of the top three grape growers in California, and that gave us the financial backing because I didn't have any money. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a new business getting credit in 2011 is not existent. Yeah, you know, so um, he provided the financial power, a lot of the retail contacts, and now you know, plus nine years. We wow. represent growers up and down the East Coast, so I, I do a 12-month blueberry program um, all the way from Georgia, North Carolina, New Jersey. We're actually in, finishing up New Jersey right now. Canada's about to start, and then Peru, we're going to transition into the import side. So what do you say 12-month program? Explain I that can bring bit. I can bring blueberries to retailers, wholesalers, all, all these customers 12 months a year. Just from your different year. growers. Okay, yep. that makes sense. 12 months yep. a year. Globally sourced. Yeah. Wow, because you're sourcing it from all parts of the world. Yeah. And we can we can do that for blueberries, grapes, 
um, citrus right now just within. Because growing up as a kid, you thought, you know, I go to Bilahoo with my parents, I thought yeah. fruit was seasonal. Yeah, when, right. when watermelons are, when it's not, you know, July and August, you don't get watermelons. That's not the case anymore. We redid the parking shop grocery store on Wilkinson, and during watermelon season, they'd get truckloads of watermelons. Yeah, talk about, that's how it got on the show. Yeah. The, the problem is now there's an expectation yeah, for that. So, right. like, right now it's it's rained in Chile over the last two weeks, you know, so lemons and citrus are going to be short in the next few months, and Sometimes buyers don't understand that, you know. So, well, so like who now? Who are you selling to? So I sell to retailers. Okay, so um, like grocery stores, yeah, things well, like that. yeah, Walmart's, your Aldi's, got it. Um, nationally, you know, a lot of smaller independent chains, a lot of wholesale, a lot of food service. Yeah. Um. So just there's nobody understands where your fruit comes from. So you just expect it there. No, I think you you're right. Your expectations it. are are dead on. Yeah, and it's it's it. amazing. You know, we we load grapes and blueberries in Peru. They get packed pick packed in three days and then they ship to the port that takes another day or two then they're loaded on a boat which is another four days and then it's a 18 to 20 day trip (laughs) through the panama canal all all the way here you know and when you open that container and you look at the fruit 99.9 percent of the time it looks like it just got picked yesterday that's crazy 25 days after getting harvested yeah how's that how's that technology uh, refrigeration chain the whole supply chain the way it is now also you know brian ferris you had on now, yep. that's on your show. Three a lot. Keys. He, he talks about the old world varieties of wine. You know, your Italians and your French, French and yeah. all that. The yeah. thing with the new world is they're better growing growing conditions. So less humidity. You know, you don't have to spray like Chile and Peru are just premier growing regions. California too. You know, up until this year, California's been great, but the weather's kind of broke the last six months or so with rain and things like that but rain's horrible for fruit so so are you are you traveling to chile and peru i mean visiting these no, I, I used to travel i used to travel a lot yeah. but but don't don't need to my partner's chilean so he oh, does he cool. does a okay. lot of that yep but um i try not to travel man you know when i was with chiquita we traveled a lot and obviously covid shut that down and just a lot of costs that you know this is all relationship business so i travel when i have to we yeah. do trade shows and things like that but i talk to my customers two times a day sometimes you know so <laughs> <laughs> that's when you saw me you i know? vouch for that <laughs> yeah it's things you, it's, it's a customer service business oh, yeah. well, it's, it's i'm, hard, I'm sure. in a sticky spot because my job with a grower is i have to get him the best price possible my job with my customer he wants the cheapest price possible i gotta get him the best, the best price possible. so I'm, yeah. I'm in a sticky situation but you know we communicate a lot we have huh. good service so on both sides yeah and uh if you like problems come to the produce business <laughs> You know, so you've been doing this twelve years now. Yeah, since two thousand twelve. So what's that? Yeah, twelve Let, years. Yeah, almost tw- twenty three. Halfway through twenty three. Is that not a cool story? No, it's unbelievable. I, I like your saying there. If you like problems, come to the produce business. But I mean, that's what we do, right? We're problem solvers. I mean, it's the same thing as in the construction industry. That's it. Is that uh, there's going to thing be things are going to happen? It's how we react to them. Yeah, and you you guys are in service business too. Absolutely. You know? if, my, all the if my customer too. says, "Hey, take your blueberries and paint them pink," I'm gonna go find somebody <laughs> to paint. All right, them, you know, I'm gonna go drop them some pink paint. <laughs> it better yeah, be edible your, paint. As long as you're paying for it, I'll do whatever you want. Get that you Owens Corning Panther over here. <laughs> Let's get going. Gracious. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Man. So, uh, are, is are you deciduous? Is that still your your cup of tea? Yeah, still do so that. I mean, if if a customer asks, "Hey, can you get me vegetables and things like that?" Of course, through your you relationships, know, I do that. And so, you know, produce business is big, big on buying power and relationships and all that. So once you establish that, you know, I can pick up the phone and call. People. Does your family get free bananas? Man, it is cheaper for me to go buy them <laughs> in Harris Teeter or Aldi or somewhere like that than it is to <laughs> ship a box out of New Jersey or 
And I don't need to do bananas. I told you that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a joke. I, I, Blueberries, I, I'm bro. I'm weird and you come on. That was the best deal at Chiquita's. Every Tuesday, they would deliver the prettiest bananas you've ever seen to each floor. That's well, awesome. Man, this is, and I might have taken fun. more than my allocation. So. Well, well, Alex, I mean, we, we don't have uh, – we're not talking about the cornhole turn make a wish yet. Uh, we usually do that in the last segment leading up to our cornhole turn. Will you stick around? Absolutely. Alex Bryant, uh, International Fruit Company, will we return telling good old stories on the At Home with Roby show. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I want to trade Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Man, if you want to learn about the fruit business, I had no idea. Check it out. This. We're that on so all cool. social medias. Go back, check out yeah. the first couple segments. Unbelievable. But what, I mean, I mean, if you want to get educated today, I mean, wow. I would like to say we had Walker Collier check his show yep. out, came on the radio, uh, Trinity, Trinity Capital, Capital Partners, That's right. uh, I think about a year and a half ago. I'm sure you can find the show, Walker Collier, and the first real estate deal he did coming out of the recession was the NASCAR building and Chiquita getting Chiquita in there, and they didn't stay that long, That's right. and he talked about how he didn't have anything to do either, and he was just trying to... Rub two pennies together and make a nickel, you know? The best thing Chiquita did was there was pub, uh, publicly held at the time when I was there. And then the Catrali family, which is a billionaire in Brazil, they're the biggest owner of Orange Grove. So they're, they're in the juice business, orange juice business. They actually bought the stockholders of Chiquita out. So that was the best thing for Chiquita. They've turned it around. It's, you know, kind of settled everything down and but, the capital but Chiquita yeah. was a blessing for Charlotte. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We had just built Look the NASCAR Hall of Fame <laughs> there you yeah, go. for you. Yeah. We had just built this building. It was it was not doing well. They came in and gave it a good brand. That's right. And uh, it was short lived, but it was enough to get the, 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 the turn the turn the warship around. You mm-hmm. know. Um, just thinking back to oh nine and ten and eleven and twelve, man. Rough times. It was rough yeah. times. You know, they, they moved that headquarters to to Florida, and everybody asked me why is Chiquita at Charlotte, and it really made no sense other than. It was a tax incentive for them yeah. and for the for the town, you know. But those companies need to be on Florida near ports, you know, places like that. So, wow. Have you? I, I said this earlier. You were in the middle of a story. Have you ever been through the Panama Canal? I have not. I, I have haven't not. either. I that would do be it. a cool thing to do. A kind of a bucket list. I, I want to do it. Go through the locks it. or yeah. what have you. Uh, it's such an asset to the United States, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're working glo- work globally too. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it's crazy, and and the Panama. Yeah, sure. all of they my grow, all of my growers export to Asia, and which doesn't use the canal, but Europe and you know Africa, those places. So it's a it's a huge asset for the world. So do you? I bet you're able to relate and build a build a relationship with growers and, and other your growers because you from the farming business. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I can relate. You know, uh, we don't wear suit and ties. <laughs> I, I walk in my, my wife asked me the other day she said you're going to see uh we should work with some private equity guys and i was going to meet with them and and my wife said are you really going to wear jeans to meet with these guys i said honey if they don't have if at least one of them doesn't have jeans on i'm going to be worried because they represent f- growers you know we're yeah. farmers yeah we don't need to dress up be fancy you know I, I can remember back in my hometown the the biggest farmer there was he drove an old beat up chevrolet and there's no telling how much money he had in the yeah. bank you know no oh, we, yeah. we we used to be we're 
we're in the construction business and service home services business as well. And we used to have some advertisers back in the back when we were when I was first starting in 2010. They show up in a three piece suit. I mean, people would scatter left and right out of that building. I mean, it was yeah. like, what is going on here? You got, you got now. I can wear a suit. You know, we can go yeah. to corporate and we can do that. But you better know your crowd. You, you better know, know your audience. <laughs> yeah. I don't wear suits too much anymore. I, yeah, uh, I don't really. I mean, funerals and weddings. To that's a funeral about it. Lately, when uh, I usher at church, that's about the only time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wear. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I dress down relative to how I grew up in church uh, when I go to church now. Uh, yeah, I, I I wore a collared, collared shirt today, and I was asking Reagan this morning, I said, do you like this shirt or should I put on a, a T-shirt? And she's like, uh, I always think that collared shirts look a little nicer than T-shirts. I mean, what are you asking me? I'm like, well, I really don't want to wear it. <laughs> you want to wear a T-shirt? So I want to wear a T-shirt. But uh, we're going to we're going to Gaston Christian to meet uh, meet with the fellow that runs the school. He's going to show us his new building he just built. Check it out. Outstanding. So I will not tuck my shirt in. You fit right in, and if he has his, <laughs> and if he has his shirt tucked in, I'm going to be worried. You think so? I bet you he has his shirt tucked in. I bet he does. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. A good, yeah. good guy. Great guy. Uh, funny thing is, we had Luther Lockwood on the show a couple years ago. I had a meeting with him. He's helping us with some with some business planning and stuff. And he comes over to the office, and I'm I got a button down shirt on. It was wintertime. Button down shirt, khaki slacks, and and some dress shoes. And he's wearing blue jeans. And he says, man, I dressed down for you. You dressed up for me. We kind of missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you should have called each other up that yeah. way. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I I like sometimes playing golf at the beach because I can leave my shirt untucked for, for a round of golf or wear go. a T-shirt or something, uh, especially on the par three courses. Oh, yeah, par three courses. Y'all don't think you have to wear a shirt on one of those things, do you? I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I did play I'm it it's beautiful. cutoffs. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I'm not talking about like, that before. Please don't uh, take that the wrong played, way. I have played several rounds of golf in my life in Gaston County at some municipal courses with without a shirt. Yeah, at least for like ten holes. No shoes, no shirt. <laughs> no problems. That's great. No problems. Well, well, Alex has been so fun. It's How can people look you up? Give you business a plug. People are interested. Yeah, in so this. International Fruit Company. Um, it's on online and check us out. But uh, if you got if you got retailers that aren't carrying our products, blueberries. Grapes, citrus. Uh, we actually carry the Sesame Street citrus line, so you'll see oh, yeah. uh, Elmo on the on the uh, mandarins and Big Bird on the lemons. So it's pretty cool that that we have. But uh, ask your ask your local guys. Do you have any international? So if fruit I company? go to the grocery store, Sesame Street fruit is your line. Yep. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Just depends on that's depends that. on if that retailer or that store has it. Blueberries right now have Elmo on them. So, so patronize uh, Alex. There I'm going to patronize yeah, him. Go too. to this yeah. grocery store, yeah. buy some deciduous fruit. Yeah, a lot of, there was a lot of out of Georgia. We just finished Georgia and North Carolina, so there's a lot of blueberries, that is. A lot of that went to Food Line, so it was uh, deciduous. Decidious. Yeah, you don't. That, that's just a big word no, no, we no, throw around. It's a group. You we want to sound smart. No, yeah. <laughs> well, oak tree's deciduous, too, you know, so. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Listen, go do the golden rule today. We hope you had fun. Hope you laughed a little. Feel good. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile around on your face. Thank you for being here. Alex Bryant at Home with Roby.